Welcome to Faru Discourse, your podcast and media featuring dragonesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar stories and scalings. I'm your host, Ledmelanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Math Machine, Lucky Eevee, and Stryker, and our special guest, Charvon. Today is our 27th episode, and we're discussing 2018's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for our first ever theme month of Jurassic July. So, let's get things started. Yeah, Charvon. Yeah. I said that Jurassic World was basically the perfect ending point for the franchise. But of course, it made a ton of money. So the chart says were... we need to make a mo- another movie. The chart says exactly, we need to make another exactly. trilogy. You, know, you need charts. to make more trilogy, the and they made sequels. Says. And the sequels got progressively worse, in my opinion. This used to be my least favorite. The key word to that is least favorite, because I can admit that this has some pretty decent, you know, good moments in it. That Absolutely. is really not the case for Dominion, but we'll get to that uh, yep. that interesting experience, to say the least, next week. Mm-hmm. And one of these uh, good moments, I feel it's just the opening of the movie. Yes! With a bathosphere slowly entering the remains of, the Jura- of Jurassic World. We get the to sh- see the Mosasaurus underneath them, and it's revealed with uh, lightning striking the water. That's a really mm. cool shot. Yeah, the shot... I also love the shot of how of the light getting closer and closer, brighter and brighter. I'm a big sucker for movie making and stylized cinematography, and I'm I'm just gonna say this up front: while the movie itself is not that great with good moments to spare, one of the highlights is the cinematography done by uh is the cinematography by Oscar Fuara. Like, it definitely looks good. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is a good-looking movie. Which, yeah, unlike movies like kind Batman of, Begins, yeah, where like exactly. the cinematography is a little goofy. <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes as, in the next movie, the cinematography kind of takes a tumble in a way, but that's one of the things uh, we'll talk about that week. So anyway, uh, we're following a group of InGen workers as they're on the island to basically collect uh, the dinosaurs and whatnot, and we finally get to see Rexy again. She chases down the workers in another really cool sequence, and she smashes the device, keeping the gates uh, fully open or closed with her, uh, of course, dinosaur talons. And this is a really cool moment. The part where the, uh, one of the workers is being chased by Rexy. He just barely manages to make it on the helicopter ladder as they go out. And then the Mosasaurus leaps out of the water and just gets him. That yep. is a moment that deserved a way better movie than the rest yeah. of this movie that we got. Although I will yeah. say, it's kind of weird how... Has Rexy been putting on a lot, a little, a lot, some weight because she's getting slower, like. And the well, first she one, is she is a was... lot older than. Uh, it, it it does take place yeah, a couple of years after yeah, you know Jurassic uh, World, which took place yeah, several years after age. Jurassic Park. So it yeah. does kind yeah, of make I, sense I, in your I also love how they introduce Rexy with the flash of lightning, like. If, oh, if, exactly, and, exactly. Like it is another really cool shot in a way. Yeah, like it's like peekaboo. I'm here and I'm gonna get you, fucker. I'm not. Yeah, nom, nom, and nom, she sir, and she doesn't, but the Mosasaurus does, which again is uh, probably one of the two highlight sequences of the movie. The rest of the movie, I can kind of take or leave, but this is one of them. So anyway, we yeah. after the opening titles, which are flooded by lava, which is of course foreshadowing for later. That and the, rest of- it's the lava, the lava CG does not look that great. This was a movie that no. was made very recently, and I'm like. 
Yeah, really? there are some really dodgy effects, especially especially when we actually get onto the island with the uh, lava effects later on. We'll I'm actually I'm actually going to put a pin on that because I want to compare that to another film, but we'll get to it when we get to that. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that mm. in a little bit. So anyway, yeah. we find out that, of course, after the first Jurassic World, the theme park Jurassic World has been shut down, which is obvious. But it also turns out Isla Nublar is going to be destroyed by a volcano, a volcanic eruption, which this is really stupid because it means even if everything with Jurassic World was functioning perfectly and they never made the Indominus Rex and, you know, killed all those people and whatnot... Jurassic World would have been doomed anyway. Jesus, Jonathan, what are are you really that bad at planning exactly. things out? Well, we find out a lot more about John Hammond later on and uh, his business associates. Let's put it that way. That definitely Concise. you're doing yeah, it wrong. Yeah, definitely uh, kind of uh, not ruin the first one, but it definitely doesn't click with it. So anyway, a bunch of people are arguing where to save the dinosaurs or let them die out, and it's here where we cut to uh, Ian Malcolm who shows up basically leading a committee to let the dinosaurs go extinct. And the reason I bring this up is because literally all of the marketing in 2018 promoted the hell out of Ian Malcolm returning. All of the marketing. Uh, He did uh, stuff like Hot Ones. He did a bunch of, you know, uh, other media appearances. He was on even stuff like Honest Trailers and things like that. And they they promoted the entire movie by showing Uh, his scenes. And they made it seem like he was a huge part of it. He's how, in the movie, how, how, how many minutes is he in the movie? Five, like five maybe. minutes. About five minutes. And yeah. like I said, no, that's that like was false fucking, advertising. That yeah. was false advertising. That was stupid. Yep. I was yeah. annoyed yeah. with when I first the words saw the of movie. Ian in the first movie. Honestly. Yeah. Theory. And in the next movie as well. Honestly, yeah. if you... Have you ever seen the ads for this movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally okay. every single bit of... A dialogue they use for the ads to try and make it seem like he was actually relevant to the movie, and uh, like a main character. Whereas instead, he's he's really is just a glorified cameo. But it's the movie studio trying I, to make it seem like he was a major character. And I remember like, they don't the even buzz of the, sorry, sorry, they don't even have him say anything relevant. Like a line, I I just thought of a line he could have said. Like he could have said something like, "You can't control, uh, you can't control nature." You can try to control it, but you can't control nature, which is basically, uh, spoiler alert, what the villains are trying to do. Like, Yeah, yeah they're trying yeah. to control nature. Nature, and we and, will definitely, the, yeah. Yeah, and in the words of, and overall to sum this entire thing up with Ian Malcolm just being there and whatnot, like being advertised and then being like, yeah. nope, just a cameo. To quote exactly, Ian Malcolm from exactly. the that, that really Maybe was yeah, it's an over-glorified cameo. It was disappointing. That, and that, my friends... Is chaos theory? Yeah, maybe exactly. Ian Malcolm, maybe maybe Ian Malcolm, maybe Jeff Goldblum saw, looked at the script and was like, "Uh, yeah, no, no, I am not doing this. I'm gonna screw this. I'm gonna go do Thor Ragnarok because uh, that's uh, that's chaos theory." But counterpoint, counterpoint, he did theory. do Jurassic World Dominion, so that's a counterpoint. But anyway, finally getting on with the movie, uh, we get to see Claire now working for a dinosaur preservation group and. The human drama, which already in the first Jurassic World was like kind of take it or leave it. In this movie, it is near insufferable. Because now yeah. we're introduced to the, to the two new characters, Franklin and Zia. I Zia feel- is okay. I'm sorry. I, I hate to say this, but I really disliked Franklin. He is one of the no, most no, annoying. Because I hated him too. He is one yeah. of the most annoying characters, probably in the entire franchise. I mean, people don't like the Kirby's from Jurassic Park 3, but at least the Kirby's, 
You know, they had good chemistry with each other, and they had a lot of fun. Honestly, they Franklin ended up being brings, an adorable couple in the end. Yeah, exactly. Franklin just brings nothing to the movie. You could actively remove Franklin from the movie, and nothing would change in story and structure and no what disres- happens to the characters and nothing. No, disres- no disrespect to Justice Smith? Of course, no, no, definitely not. No, we're no, definitely no, 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 no. It's, it's not Detective the actor's Pikachu. fault. It's watch Detective it's Pikachu. He, he can given. be funny. I liked. I yes. liked. Fr- actually, I actually didn't mind Franklin. I thought. Yeah, yeah he there was were times fine. he was. I thought he was fine, but I see your point. But if I, I'm like, watch Detective Pikachu or Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. That's him at it. That's him at his best. Honestly, this is a yes, good demonstration. yes, he is. He was really good in both of those movies. In yes. fact, yeah. I would say watch Dungeons and Dragons. That's better than this movie. <laughs> it has a better, and it has a good dragon in it. Although sadly, the dragon is not a dragoness, so we can't really discuss it on the podcast. Honestly, uh, that's moving on. Moving that, but still. Yeah, we find we find out that despite the Claire's and the dinosaur preservation group's efforts, the government agrees to let the dinosaurs die out. So then Claire yeah. is summoned to Mister Lockwood's mansion, and Lockwood turns out to be uh, Hammond's uh, business partner to help create Jurassic Park, and played by I'm James sorry. Cromwell. Yeah, played yeah, by a great James actor Cromwell. who. Yeah, James Cromwell was not was the farmer from Babe, one of my all time yeah. favorite movies, nominated for an Oscar. I love this actor, but yeah, this just slides off my brain. All the scenes with uh, Mr. Lockwood are like it just it, it does not stand out. It really, really does not. And of course, now we get to see uh, the villain of the movie, Eli Mills, and he is almost identical to Ludlow from Lost World. It is like they took that movie and just made him, you know, put him in this one. This is really, really. This is actually. This is actually probably my my biggest complaint of the movie. Like, this is just the Lost World, except Jeff Goldblum. Like, this is just mostly similarities do get even more. So later on, honestly, yes, uh, dinosaur action later on, it becomes very much like Lost World. Which is a shame because maybe if Jurassic World Dominion was more like Jurassic Park Three, then maybe the movie would have been a little better. Yeah, but I will say one thing I do like is Mr. Lockwood's mansion, like uh, him having like a gigantic museum of like dinosaurs and dinosaur fossils and whatnot. It looks cool. It looks like a really unique setting. But again, they don't really do anything with it. This is every little boy's wet dream right there: dinosaur bones. Like I want to see more of that. Exactly, exactly. It's like, you know, having a having a dinosaur museum in the house. And of course, uh, it turns out Blue is on the island and they need her for her intelligence. But of course, uh, Eli has other plans. And to get, of course, to get to Blue, Claire needs to get to, o- needs to get Owen back. And then we get to the relationship drama scene between Claire and Owen, which is Why boring we- as hell. And I actually wanted to fast forward through it. Because Universal? it really accomplishes nothing. Universal, I want to ask you this. Please, answer me this one simple question. Why do you want us to see these two characters again? Like, with uh, Ian Malcolm and... Uh, with, no, 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 not Ian. Uh, with with Alan Sadler. Sadler's breakup. It's fine. And, they, and they're civil about it. And it makes sense. They were, but, with, but with Owen and Claire, it's like... They've established that they've broken up before. They got back together, and then they broken up before. This is a this is not healthy. This is not healthy relationship. They st- they do not deserve to be. They do not to be. Des- they do. Not, they cannot be it together. Yeah, no, exactly. Just, we understand. Yeah, they don't. They they don't make for a very good couple, and you can kind of definitely see that in the actual movie. So, I, and yeah. I feel so. One I feel thing so that's bad. interesting. 
I feel so bad for Bryce Dallas Howard because she seems like a very passionate performer who yeah, can. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's but never given. This, she's given movies. nothing to do. Like with a lot of the people in this, they're given really almost nothing to do. So now it turns out that there's an interesting dynamic because Owen wants the dinosaurs to die out and Claire wants to save them, but Owen is only interested in going to the remains of Jurassic World when he hears about Blue. And we do get one good, cute part of the movie where we get to see Owen and the uh, hatchling versions of the raptors is absolutely adorable. Yeah. And I'm glad we got to see that, and I wish we saw more of it, but... I wish... This- I, I honestly... Honestly, this the relationship between Owen and Blue is a highlight amongst the entire trilogy, in my opinion. Like it's, int- I like how it shows it. They evolved the creature of the Raptor to make it feel more real. You know, like exactly, it can be trained. Exactly. It can bond. Blue it- is the first uh, Raptor, really, since the first Jurassic World to have agency and to have a character, which makes it a shame how she's underused in both of the sequels and both. Uh, this one and Dominion. She barely has any screen time in both of them, and it is a shame. So in this scene, we're also introduced to the character of Maisie, who was later used for, in my opinion, one of the dumbest plot twists in cinema history, but we'll get to that later. So, mm-hmm. you know, spoil no spoilers until we get to it. But Maisie and Lockwood, they do about, have a, I'll have a thing to say about something later as well with Maisie. Yeah, when we get to that. But yeah, Maisie and Lockwood, they do have a somewhat, you know, uh, sweet, you know, grandfather-granddaughter relationship, but again, with the plot twist later on, it becomes interesting. Yeah, anyway, I, yeah. Owen, uh... I just yeah. feel bad for James Cromwell here because he's he, he's a very comp- watch him in movies like Babe or L.A. Confidential or any other movie. He's a very compelling actor and when he's with that little girl... Green Mile. Green Mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's great. When, when he's with that little girl, it is great. Also, a fun fact... The actress who played the uh, the the nanny, uh, Iris, Iris, Iris yep. actually that's actually the grand that's actually the daughter yeah, of Geraldine Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin. Yeah, yeah, Geraldine Chaplin. Nice. Like, who actually yeah. played who actually played Charlie Chaplin's mother in the biopic with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Jr. Yeah, and she's also in uh, oh, wow. My Dinner with Hervé, another great movie. She's a very good actress, and again. They give her nothing to do, which is very common with with actors in this movie. Along with Rafe Spall, and especially with the next coming actor, Buffalo Bill. I'm sorry, what did you say about her? uh, I'm sorry, what did you say about her in 1984? What what film were you talking about there? Uh, I think he was was talking about the uh, Chaplin biopic. That's what he was talking about. But anyway... uh, yeah, oh, we finally. Uh, you. you said she also starred in uh, 1984 or something, and then you blipped out a little bit. Oh, me? I said uh, she starred in uh, My Dinner with Hervé, which is another uh, really fantastic movie. Oh, and I, I highly recommend that one, too. Uh, it's well, okay. We're, Mo- we're recommending yeah, a whole lot. Of- we get to the uh, InGen mercenaries who are led by Wheatley, played by Ted Levine. And as, uh, as you said, I too cannot see Ted Levine without thinking of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Honestly, always be that character. And, honestly, you know, I, Ted Levine is also given nothing to do, but unlike the other actors who are sadly like, okay, we give up. Ted Levine's like, okay, I'm given nothing I'm to do. Act the hell out of this. Exactly. But, but, but fuck it, I'm just gonna act the hell out of this. I'm gonna have a fun time. I'm exactly, it's exactly. basically Stephen Lang from Avatar. If you don't take exactly, him seriously, exactly, he was gonna overact the hell out of this movie, and it he he is one of the better parts of it. But Franklin in this sequence, it really shows how 
kind of like a third wheel he is to this entire uh, thing. The attempts at comedy, like with him putting on the sunscreen and whatnot, just really fall flat. And again, it's not the actor's fault. It's the way the character was written and directed. Mm-hmm. That is why uh, Franklin is not really a good character, in my opinion. But what is good is we get to see the abandoned Jurassic World, which is a really fantastic set piece. And it's actually a shame we don't get to see more of it because it would have been cool seeing stuff like the visitor center abandoned, seeing the stores, the restaurants. But we only get like fleeting little moments of it. And we just get a brief look at the uh, the the. what was it, the main area? Like with, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. We just get, the, like, the uh, shopping area. Yeah, the shopping and area. And get the uh, control center, and that's really it. And, of course, the uh, island itself, but we don't there's really get so, to see the other behind-the-scenes stuff, which at least also, the last Jurassic World and the last few Jurassic Parks got right. So it's kind of a shame they took a step backwards that way. Yeah. 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 The, the, the one, one thing I will... There's also a great shot where they're looking through all the toys and then one of them comes to life and it turns out it's a Galgamitis that's alive. Yeah. So that's a great Yeah, moment. yeah. I love little details that like that. Nice little, yeah. Yeah, I also... And yeah, I, I will admit, I would have loved to see a bit more of the island. Like, do something like FNAF Ruin did and, like, show a bit more of the place a little bit. Exactly, and, like, in the exactly. ruinous era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now uh, Owen actually goes in the jungle and he manages to find Blue. But because it had been a couple of years since uh, the events of Jurassic World, Blue doesn't recognize him at first. And just as he gets through to her, she's shot by the mercenaries, which again causes Zia to have to try to save Blue's life and remove the bullet, which happens later on. Meanwhile, uh, Claire and Franklin are locked in the control room. And Franklin's freakouts reminded me of the iconic, oh no, it's boiling acid, guy from uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, it's boiling acid. All, all that's, exactly. unfortunately, all that's missing is an overacting Tommy Lee Jones, but at least we have an overacting Ted Levine to substitute Yeah, so that, that's a good trade-off. Or Jim that Carrey. Good trade-off. Jim Carrey makes anyway, everything good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the volcano erupts uh, just then, and... Of course, uh, Buffalo Bill, a.k.a. Wheatley, I'm just going to call him Buffalo Bill to save time here, calls up Ely, and he wants more money for getting blue, but Ely demands to bring the dinosaurs first. Maisie overhears this, and it's at this point where it's like, are you even trying to hide that this guy's the villain? It's like, you know, at this point... Over the it's top, so obvious, and yeah, over the top campiness. Like not even like Ludlow from Lost World was this uh, over the top. Honestly, it's it's and unfortunately, it's out of the actor Rafe Spall's control. And before you diss on Rafe Spall again, like we said, not his fault. Watch the Cornell, watch Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. He is hilarious in those. I oh, recommend he's those. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. But again, yeah. sadly, he's given nothing to do. But yeah, um, one thing that does bother me about this is the lack of scientific knowledge about lava because Owen is knocked out and he wakes up as the lava is slowly coming to him. If lava was that close in your body, you would be dead. Your like skin would boil alive, basically. You would it's not be alive if you were not in a like radiation protection suit and you I were think that close to pyrocladic flow. Do- Judging by the scene that follows, I think this is just a film that runs on cartoon logic. By the scene Exa- that follows, yeah, yeah, yeah I by the scene of pants, no less. Yeah, oh, exactly. man, that honestly, that honestly uh, makes me think of something. Like, uh, you know how, like, uh, in Godzilla Returns, the one with Ray Bradbury or Raymond Burr, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Godzilla eighty-five. Yeah, 
it makes me think like if got like Godzilla mainly feeds on atomic energy and basically quote unquote heat, so to speak. So does that and like you're saying that uh lava is radioactive in a sense. So if I if anything, the scene from Godzilla King of the Monsters is honestly fairly valid because Godzilla going into a lava pit and people like unable and like uh Ken Watanabe's character surviving the lava just Oh yeah, man, that, I, would, I just, that most friend. likely would not happen either. That that is also something that would be probably unrealistic. So anyway, uh, cl- speaking of the lava, as Claire tries to get uh, content with the outside world, the lava drips in, and I do like the scene where the dinosaur enters the room and tries to like attack them, and they have to escape by the skin of their teeth. Again, another good sequence, maybe because you know the uh, darkness of the room mixed with the pyrocladic flow, it looks really cool. But again, they would be dead if they were realistically that close to lava. Yeah. Also, also, have how, how, how did they not notice that? How did they not notice that ladder before? Did they not do a proper scan of the room or something? Probably not. not. Probably and, not. Okay. Yeah. And also, back to that lava thing about Godzilla. Like, they actually brought like, like I'm not saying it's fake. It was real. Like Ken Watanabe's character was legit going to like die in that lava a minute Whoa. more. Whoa, that that is nuts. I mean, uh, some of those old kaiju movies, they definitely uh, did very, yeah. very uh, hard on the actors. And we'll talk about that when we get to uh, yeah, some more but, kaiju movies, which will be very sooner than you think. Yeah, awesome. but again, with Ken Watanabe, yeah, but again, with Godzilla King of the Monsters, th- this is 2019 or 2018, I forget which, but this is a recent film and it shows an actual human going into a lava filled zone where he honestly could have very well boiled alive at this point, but like he managed to survive just a little bit, which again, a little suspension of disbelief, but it very much shows the pain of going through lava, yeah, which is yeah, what immediately makes movie... me think, think of that when you say that. So yeah, exactly. just, I think this is a good, as good a time as, as ever. I want to bring up another film for a, for a sad reason. Has any, have any of you, both in the podcast and listening, have any of you guys seen the movie Annihilation? Uh, I, I have uh, not. I have well, not either. Well, no, for those I who, haven't, unfortunately. Well, for those who have, um, I just want to point out that that film also used CGI, and that film only cost $40 to $55 million against the against Fallen Kingdom's $432 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah a lot of these uh, big-budget blockbusters are definitely uh, overinflated, shall we say, with the budget. Yeah, but again, that's but, uh, Hollywood accounting and stuff. The reason, the reason why I say that is, I just want to... I just Hollywood, I just want to ask you the question, with this movie that's obviously cheaper, how the hell do the... If you look it up, how the hell do these do the effects in the cheaper film look a little better than these effects in the big budget movie? Like exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely see so, because the lava effects during this part it looks a little bit shaky and honestly, meets, yeah, yeah. But finally, getting back to the story. Sorry about the uh, little danger there, but okay. the story, uh, Owen uh, finally reunites with Claire and Franklin as they escape the eruption, and. There is a pretty cool part where we finally get to see a dinosaur that has not been in any of the uh, Jurassic Park movies previously, a carnosaur, and I like it because it reminds me of the uh, 2000 Disney CGI movie Dinosaur, which we are going to cover on the podcast sometime mm. in the future, so look out for that. That'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, the carnosaur that. attacking Childhood. the Triceratops is a really neat sequence, and Rexy eventually takes down the carnosaur is another fun part. 
and Claren Franklin get into the gyrosphere from the last movie, which is still standing there, and it accidentally rose down the hill. And I will say this sequence is, on one hand, yeah, it doesn't make sense. On the other hand, it looks cool with all mm -hmm. the dinosaurs uh, fleeing from the eruption, basically uh, trying to survive. It does look pretty good. It's a little bit like the uh, Brachiosaurus uh, chase from Peter Jackson's King Kong, another movie we'll get to eventually. But it is a really cool part. And Owen frees uh, Claire and uh, Franklin when the gyrosphere gets stuck underwater. And it turns out, of course, that InGen, the entirety of why they said they had to go to the island, was a lie. The dinosaurs are being uh, airlifted to the ship while the rest are being left on uh, Isla Nublar to die. And now we get to see uh, Buffalo Bill's uh, character quirk. He takes a tooth from every single dinosaur for a collection, which will come back to haunt him. And yeah. the next just, movie... Oh, oh, yeah. The, oh yeah, yeah. An another thing about this moment where the island gets destroyed, like, oh, man. I, say what you will about the entire movie, but this, this moment right here... This is heartbreaking, yeah. Yeah, it's the sauropod getting... Like the Brachiosaurus wailing as it's being covered in ash and lava it is legit heartbreaking and if the movie had more time to focus on that it would have been a lot better honestly also first a couple three things one uh its whales were like come back yeah come exactly back. exactly second, that's why it feels yeah. so sad second i it legit nearly made me cry i wasn't same. like this was a legit same, same. it is it is a sad probably, moment and a sad third and probably the saddest fun fact I don't know who started this rumor or what, but apparently that Brachiosaurus, I was screaming, come back. That exactly, was the original exactly. one we were first introduced. That was actually the Brachiosaurus we were first introduced to in that iconic first scene of Jurassic Park. Like, it, it, oh, even I did not same, know that. Wow, wow. It's even is, more heartbreaking. Like, that that is really sad if that's, uh, if that's like, the case. Oh, man, wow. If it's true, that's then that's scene. even sadder. If not, yeah, that's wow. still sad, but yeah. Like, also, it does, when it does that silhouette, it's standing Sorry. on its hind legs, like it's yeah, like, yeah, and it's trying like, like it posed in the original. Exactly, exactly. It's like yeah. saying goodbye, goodbye. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. However, I I hate to juxtapose this entire position, but that brings up a point. What the heck happened to Elsa Sorner? Like seriously, the entire Jurassic World trilogy, they're all yeah, saying, they, oh they no, never Elsa Sorner are the did the uh, volcano also take out Isla Sorna because they had a lot more dinosaurs on that island? Yeah. Uh, no, for for the big reason being like that island probably didn't have a volcano allegedly. Like, yeah, I, I mean it could have, but we don't know. However, yeah, like nobody's explicitly saying like Ilsa Sornar is like legit a bad is like legit a bad land. They're like. They, we don't know if the raptors dare survive or not. We don't know anything, but however, yeah. I have reason, but until they dissuade it otherwise, Elsa, I have reason to believe that, like, Elsa Nublar was yeah. still and, remi uh, and remains not the, re yeah, Issa Sornar still remains one of the few dinosaur safe havens outside of Issa Nublar. It very much could be, but again, they completely forgot about that. So yeah. now we actually cut back to Eli as he's dealing with an associate, and oh, we find way. out Eli's yeah, so evil plan, which is <laughs> to sell the dinosaurs to the rich. Wait a minute! Yeah. Evil plan, which is like what? What? 
that's yeah. the at least in like Jurassic World a park lost world he wanted to build another Jurassic Park in that this is yeah. like one of the most half baked uh, story concepts or a villain ever that it's just also, like oh he wants to get rich but it, it's like it, that's the best you could think of and also of we, one one if if you guys want to get even more pissed off the the, yeah. the associate he was talking to the one who's so evil that's yeah. that was the same guy who played Dobby in, in the Harry Potter franchise. He is literally talking wow. to Dobby like, "Oh my God, Dobby, what the hell are you doing in this yeah, movie?" Exactly. Oh, he was not man. a he was oh, not goodness. a good. He, he not should have not that. been a free elf in that case because well, oh, I did not man. know that. But oh, anyway, uh, it's a little yeah. sad too that like. It, the dinosaurs are pretty much being sold off to the black market, literally, and it is yeah, rich. It is, souls. and the auctioneer Ugh, scene later sad. on is also. I have a lot of words about that, but anyway, Daisy yeah. hears the scheme, and of course, the Jurassic uh, InGen uh, geneticists are going to make a new dinosaur, the Indoraptor. And I will say this: the Indoraptor is legitimately cool, and we'll get yeah. more about her when we get to her. But yeah, honestly, it's about the scheme, and she tries to tell uh, Lockwood. Who doesn't believe it and doesn't want to hear anything about it? But Lockwood. Yeah, she goes to Lockwood here. Lockwood. There goes all of that. There goes all of those wonderful moments where where he's loving her. Like, dude, where, exactly. Where, it's like, where, you where know, did this guy come from? Exactly. It's like they they had no idea how to write him. It's like they had two different characters and decided to put that all in uh, one person. Do you want him to be like a warm John Hammond type, or do you want him to be like a uh, more colder, you know, ruthless businessman type? Like the uh, original John Hammond, middle. when you think about it. Yeah, like, like yeah, like the book. He's he's like a mixer between Hammond from the movie and Hammond from the book. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, back onto the uh, boat. Uh, Blue needs a blood transfusion from another dinosaur, and Claire and Owen has to get it. Have to get it from Rexy, and. At this point, uh, we get to see like a uh, blue being after we see uh, some hijinks with the uh, blood uh, transfusion, getting it from Rexy, which is probably one of the few times they actually use animatronics in this movie. Yeah, and, yeah. and it does look good. It does look good. I'll admit to that. The part where blue sheds a tear at the surgery is legit touching. And oh, honestly, same. the dinosaurs are better written characters than the humans at this point. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Are. The characters and, are just. Are the, the characters are just walking cartoons. Exactly, exactly, they are. And of course, uh, we finally get to see who creates the Indoraptor, which, surprise, surprise, is Dr. Wu, and Dr. he'll be back Wu. in the next movie, too, of course. I, uh, I knew it. Never trust Lu Shang. Never, exactly. trust Lu, never trust Lu Shang from Mulan. Exactly, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I, yeah, honest. Uh, Honestly, with how cartoony, I would have expected Henry Wu to, when he's preparing the Endoraptor, he just says, let's get down to business. <laughs> let's get down to business. Oh, God, yes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> honestly, oh, also, honest, honestly, the whole point of the entire franchise, the entire book, the first film was simple. Don't play God. Don't play and God. And all the sequels, for the most what part. What are they doing? Well, Jurassic Park uh, Lost World is... Uh, three really isn't. Three is just uh, a survival a film. Yeah, it's a survival. four is definitely it. And of course, uh, we have a uh, world which is definitely like that, and Jurassic, and this, and Dominion, which are also about that. So now we uh, get back uh, to the Indoraptor, who we first see its claws grabbing at Maisie, which is 
really a fantastic way to create tension. And yes. again, I feel like everything with the Indoraptor itself in the movie is well done. It is one of the better parts of the movie. French Unfortunately, kiss. we are not there yet, as we no, still have to see Claire and Owen sneak off the boat with Franklin pretending to be a deckhand when another not funny comedy relief scene. And they oh, all ret- like, uh, do they not believe in ID cards? Exactly. It's like, you know, they, they would just have this random guy who no one has seen before just show up and who doesn't it's know like what that from, it's, it's like from Ghostbusters, that scene where, that scene where, where, um, uh, where Winston's introduced and Venkman's like, awesome, you're hired. Now I take care exactly, of these. Exactly. It felt like that. It felt like that. Yeah. But of course, <laughs> yeah. they all retire. Exactly. Yeah. They all return to Lockwood's mansion, and Lockwood finally finds out finds out about Eli's intentions after all this time. And, and he's all like, and he's like, "I'm going to call the police on you." On no, you. no, 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 wait. Course, that's, what, that's what he course, should have been like. But no, he's like, course, I, he, I want you to call the police for me. Exactly, but of course Eli doesn't, and he smothers Lockwood to death with a pillow, and it has that uh, shot of his cane slowly tipping over in slow motion with the amber head shattering. It is. It's almost comical how basically uh, if, how honest, uh, overdramatic that part is, to be honest. Honestly, that cane shattering would have been more effective if it was showing John Hammond's death. Like, like if like it was that. a yeah. if it was a if it was a death scene for John Hammond, like exactly. he gives some but touching then it final felt words and wanted instead of this, which is just uh, something that is definitely uh, out there. Honestly, I was yeah. just sitting there watching it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? T- Meant to represent, yeah, yeah. The it was meant to represent like the, the fall yeah. of an dumb rich, yeah, a- fallen, dumb rich asshole getting killed. The titular fallen the fall kingdom, once former great franchise. Yep, the yes. titular fallen kingdom. Yeah, and, meant to represent the writers thinking they are smarter than they really are. Yeah, exactly. Honest- that too. That too. Honestly, so, uh, if it was if it was if it was used better, like say for the death of an important character like Alan Grant, Ellie Sadler, Ian Malcolm, like that, it would make sense. Yeah, but for a character who we've just met in the first move in the in this movie, and we haven't even really had that much screen time with, it definitely definitely falls flat. So, honestly, uh, James Cromwell should be should have been like, you know what? Screw this movie. I'm going to Big Hero Six. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Claire and Owen are discovered and imprisoned. Macy manages to escape from her room and find Lockwood's dead body. The part where uh, Claire and Owen are in prison and they're next to a dinosaur and her hatchling is, again, a really nice sequence and could have been a lot uh, better if it was in a better movie. But for what does it stand, this is one of the more uh, nicer, understated sequences of the film. So now we get to the uh, black market dinosaur auction with the dinosaurs oh, with, being sold with, off for the price of 10 to $20 million. Another me, scene that would have been better in a better movie. Yeah. To me, that seems way too cheap for like some of the last remaining dinosaurs on Earth. Like that should be $100 million, million at like best. A, a stegosaurus are like, they are underselling it. How is Eli Mills going to make any money from this? That, that they should be. They should have been selling them for the price that would that would make Bill Gates bankrupt. Like exactly. Yeah, that would be yes, a price. yes, exactly. That should be a price that could topple the entire world's economy. Yes, that is how yes, special yes, these exactly, dinosaurs are. Exactly. They're just like yeah. three million. The fuck? Yeah, but of I mean, course, uh, yeah. Although if they acknowledge that Sorna exists, like if it was just. 
no volcano, and it was just a dino smuggling thing. That would make sense. Like, but, but this this definitely does not. Yeah, I can definitely see where you're going with this. So anyway, and, uh, we finally get to see the Indoraptor being unveiled at the auction. And it looks cool. It has it a really awesome. cool design. I'm going to admit, I like the yellow stripe going down its scales. It's a nice touch. And it's just as fierce as the Indominus Rex from Jurassic World. But it definitely has a different vibe to it. It has it's its own thing, basically. They took the Indominus Rex and they definitely used inspiration, but they also made it its own sort of appeal, which I do like that they didn't just make like a smaller version of the Indominus Rex, which they easily could have. One thing I did One of the best things about this movie was the Indoraptor. Yes, yes, it it is easily the best part of it, and we are going to talk a lot more about how awesome it is in a minute. One thing that did cheapen the effect was how they demonstrated how it works, like the laser pointer thing, and then the button thing, like, it should, they should have just cut that out and be like, it's a killing machine, like, or better yet, work with it differently, as I'll point out a little later, as for a scenario that should have happened, but let's continue. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, what's gonna do? So anyway, uh, we find people start bidding for the Indoraptor, but then Owen bursts into the auction room with the dinosaur that had helped free him, and he helped freed from his uh, prison. And <laughs> a Mission Impossible knockoff fight scene ensues, with, like Owen, you know, punching out the guards. That I'm like, this is just something Ethan Hunt would do. It's like, and we're oh, gonna see a lot more knockoff stuff guns. in the next movie. The I next movie. That's where yeah. InGen just cut corners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just had like, yeah. It, it's a shame they didn't do the dinosaur-human hybrid idea from what would have been Jurassic Park Four. But regardless, I'm glad we got. But regardless, uh, we still have this. We still have yeah. the Indoraptor. So all the bidders basically free, flee the mansion in terror as the dinosaur runs loose, and then Wheatley, aka Buffalo Bill, uh, enters the room demanding his bonus. And I kid you not. When he entered the room, the first thing I thought up of was, he sounds like Patrick Starr. Where's my bonus? Or else I'm going to take these dinosaurs and push them somewhere else. It really does sound like Patrick Starr in that scene. If it was the same voice actor, then that would be even more fitting. But oh my god. If it was Bill Foggerbocky, that would have been perfect. Because then the memes that would have come from it would have been great. If it was in Jurassic Park 3, when they got to the voice chamber thing, he's like, is the voice chamber thing an instrument? <laughs> oh, that one, if only they cast him. If only they cast him. If only for the oh, meme. Did, yeah. But regardless, uh, Buffalo Bill sees the Indoraptor and wants his toot. But I do like this sequence. This, again, is start of the build-up to the uh, best part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Which is the entire... Really, the entire climax with the Indoraptor is the easily the best part of the entire movie. It's a really cool scene with how smart the Indoraptor is and how, like, she toys with him before basically tearing his arm off. The part where she pretends to be asleep but opens her eyes and lets out, like, a smile. It is an awesome, awesome part, and I'm really glad they did that because, again, the Indoraptor is the best character of the movie. I the Raptor just... as a Looney Tunes character that somehow got into a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. Because that smile of the camera from that point on, this uh, this creature is the most dramatic villain that has ever been in any of these movies. Like if you like Vincent Price, Tim Curry, uh, Jeremy Tim Irons Gary. style Tim overacting, Gary. that's dinosaur. this. Dinosaur. Would you? Yeah. Dinosaur. Would you? Dinosaur. Would you? F. B. 
So, <laughs> I, I, I was going to do it. Yeah. Did, <laughs> also, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo, the second the moments before Buffalo's Bills deaths, like him whimpering like a baby, like a woman. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He definitely, uh, well, he, to be fair, you would probably do that if a dinosaur just ripped right. off your arm. But so, yeah, the, the Indoraptor. Yeah. And then hit. I like when the Indoraptor is tearing apart. I swear I heard him whine, like, ah. Oh, but, I can definitely see that. I, I can but, definitely, oh, definitely yeah, see that. Absolutely. But, but anyway, uh, the Indoraptor. Where I just say, where I just say, well, there goes the best. There goes the only likable human character. Human in the character in the movie, exactly, exactly. Or at least oh. the uh, most enjoyable human character in the movie. So the Indoraptor is let loose, and he kills uh, Owen's. Uh, uh, not Owen, sorry. He kills Eli's mm. assistant and two other people in the elevator before it just runs loose. And again, the Indoraptor part is a cool sequence, but unfortunately, it is. I do have to dox points because uh, Eli finds Maisie, Chloe, uh, Owen, and Claire, and then the big twist is revealed. It turns out Maisie is not Lockwood's granddaughter. He is a clone of of uh lockwood's daughter as a child which is um, excuse me yeah. to quote john to quote john tron excuse me why yeah sorry sorry go ahead excuse me why yeah so, sorry yeah it is excuse me what does it that is stupid that's it's not the worst plot twist out there it's minor all things considered but i don't hate it the way they, the way they that they uh, uh, came across, uh, uh, tried to infer that was just really awful, yeah, well, awful though. It was honestly. It, was. it definitely takes me out of the movie. What? 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 Completely. What? What I find hilarious is how out of nowhere it is. Like he's like the like Rafe Spall is like, oh, come here, Macy. You guys are protecting her. She's a clone. Like, would you say that? Like. Like, like why nothing. do like oh yeah human you say that, like they actually went ahead with the dinosaur human hybrid and she was one of the stupid. big successes it would have been, it like, been less stupid it actually would have been a lot less stupid if they did that than if they had you know oh yeah by the way human cloning now exists in this universe have yeah, fun like, kind what of the thing. Hell, like what the hell could you even and and the why he says it he's like you are a clone now come here i expected macy to be like oh Oh, you're exactly. Like she's not. She's not like. I mean, she is shocked by it, but not to the extent that you would be if you found out that you're not an actual, you know, you know, born human being. You're a clone from somebody else. Exactly. But yeah. we find out that uh, Z we go back to a uh, Zia finally. As it turns out, she's uh, chained. She's chained to Blue's cage. But Franklin appears to uh, save her, which is probably the only thing he really does in the movie. Ranking so, Dr. Wu, which probably isn't yeah, that hard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So Blue gets loose, and she does attack the entire security team in another good sequence. But now we get to the Indoraptor sequence in throughout the mansion, which is a yeah. highlight of the movie. How it moves, how it attacks others. It's, it's yeah. just the way it stalks them. It creates so much tension. Although, although yeah. I will say, Miss Opportunity, they should have shown the Indoraptor killing that guy. He... he killing that guy he was lasered at like yeah yeah but also, yeah, kind of a missed shot there also 
I had a better idea for Rafe Spall's death. Like, he has the gun, the Interruptor shows up, he tries to direct the gun at our heroes to have it kill him, but the Interruptor's like, yeah, you don't control me, and he kills Rafe Spall in cold You're blood. You're the boss like, of me, Mom. Like, exactly. I, I tie in with the idea that you can't yeah. control nature, and that's what Rafe Spall's character was trying to do, and he learned the hard and most painful way possible. Yeah. He has no control. Exactly, but, exactly. But, but yeah, also, uh, I do I like the say, part with the uh, Indoraptor where it's climbing the roof, and this is probably the best shot in the movie coming up. The part where Maisie is hiding in her bedroom and the Indoraptor creeps in, almost like, I kid you not, it really reminded me of like Nosferatu when Count Orlok is creeping up the stairs. It definitely seems like it was taken from that. That yeah. is the best shot of the movie, and that, that deserves, is amazing. The entire Indoraptor sequence deserved to be in a way better movie than this. I, I think it's conspiracy theory time. It's conspiracy theory. Go that ahead. bedroom, both all, all of Jeff Goldblum's scenes, as well as the the bedroom scene, those were just shot for the trailer. And before they had any story, they just had those two scenes. Like a- they were like, make a trailer out of it, and they did. Like if you notice, all of this, almost all the shots completely hide the Endoraptors face and design except for the claw shot you had just have that claw shot jurassic world fallen kingdom you have my ticket yeah yep. definitely definitely it definitely seems again like something that they did just to get uh basically people interested although i will say it does work because it does a really good part the part with the indoraptor then of course uh blue arrives to fight the indoraptor is a great sequence and the part uh, on the glass of the roof is a great part. The Indoraptor almost falls to the glass, and then she climbs back up. And then we get Blue, who really is the hero of the entire movie when you get down to it, because she saves the day. She goes in for the kill, and the Indoraptor dies from being uh, impaled on the uh, dinosaur skeleton, which, again, Honest? is a nice uh, use of the setting. And yeah. you know, wish they use it more i because i like the parts like a uh, Maisie looking in the glass and then the indoraptor suddenly appears and attacks her through it that's another good shot honestly and- it kind of i honestly that death kind of cheapens the indoraptor because the indoraptor is not really the main threat of the entire film like the indominus rex was like yeah, if no, the whole film like- was just an, if the whole film was a cat and mouse game between the humans and the indoraptor that would have been better right yes yes Maybe. much much better it definitely would have worked out so anyway, uh, the rest of the dinosaurs are trapped in the gate, which is slowly losing oxygen, and we are the big conundrum. Do we save the dinosaurs, or do we kill them? Uh, before Owen and Claire makes a decision, yeah. the gates are open because Maisie saves them because, and I quote, they're alive, like me, which is, number one, the most ham-fisted uh, line since the ending of Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones with a little kid Look at the faces. We're all the same, number one. And number two, that is an incredibly stupid, stupid decision, in my opinion. Oh, and God. She has doomed how many people to horrific deaths by dinosaurs. But we, the next movie, sadly, does not really follow up on that. But we'll get to that yeah, next no, week. No, they didn't at all. It's just, Honestly, no, yeah. uh, that would have been a much more interesting movie to ask the question, how would have hum- how humanity would have adapted with these creatures coming back into nature. Yep, and again, they they give that lip service in Dominion, but we don't really get to see it. 
And Eli is killed by the T-Rex and the Carnosaur being torn in half, which was already reused in The Lost World, where the same thing happened to the character of Eddie there. He was torn apart by the mother and the father T-Rex being ripped in half in the You exact mean the mother and way. the daughter? Like, any... The mother, no, the mother and the father T-Rex. There was, like, a male T-Rex and a female T-Rex, and they ripped him in oh. half in The like, Lost World Jurassic Park. So, so basically... Uh, this guy is just a lamer version of the villain from the Lost World, like... No, and he doesn't even die like the villain from the Lost World. He, he dies like one of the, you know, side characters from Lost World. They saved that, again, for their big villain death of this movie. And honestly, so... I'm the, I have two minds with this. One, it's fairly lame, like you say, for because he is honestly just a stereotypical thing. It's just never really doing much outside of, oh, hey, I'm just going to pay the shit and get rich and yada yada and all that stuff. However, mm -hmm. I see a sort of hidden genius in, like, his death. Like, oh, keep God. in mind, most of the stuff he does, small potatoes. He's behind the scenes trying to get, uh, trying to pay things off. I, and, like, there are two things that ultimately come from the phrase, uh, what comes around goes around this movie. The first is when uh, Blue kicks the ass of the Indoraptor, and base and because like she got saved by the others, and yeah, all that stuff. The second moment comes in the guy's death, which ultimately is uh, symbolic of him like wanting to do big things, like pretty much uh, be in the same breath as a Mona Lisa to quote Glass Onion. But when it comes down to it. He's just another guy in a suit. Just yeah, one yeah. yeah I, I, could, guy I actually, that is a very good point. I never thought of it like that, but that does make a lot of sense. Yeah, but so if Owen uh, says, let's, is that on, like if the, if the whole auction scene was the first third and the rest of the two thirds was just a cat and mouse game between all the humans and and the Indoraptor while trying to unlike unlock the house and trying to get out while avoiding the Indoraptor, that would have that would have been a much more interesting movie. Like this film is definitely, trying to be definitely seems darker. like it would have been it was trying to be yeah. darker than the previous one, but But it didn't work. They exactly it completely failed miserably. Yeah. It did not, completely, yeah, it did yeah. not work so, at all. But there is one good part of this. Uh Owen basically uh says goodbye his goodbyes to Blue, although they do meet again in the next one, which we'll get to next week. And the movie ends with Malcolm basically saying the world will never be the, sh the same. And the brief shot of dinosaurs we do get, which include the part of the surfer being attacked by the Mosasaurus, which is another good shot, and again, was put in the trailer to make people think it happened earlier in the movie. They, they tried fooling people by showing literally the last scene in the movie to make Who it cares about the old do that. Who cares about your... Who cares about your entertainment? We just we just want your money. Give us to your money. Fair, exactly. it, exactly. To be fair, it didn't rob us. Uh, to be fair, it robbed us less than the Gem movie. Yeah, true, true. Or like the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where they had you mm -hmm. know Peter gonna fight the Rhino, and that literally is the last scene in the movie in that too. But yeah, that's it for uh, what happens in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Despite uh, increasingly negative reviews, the movie was still a monster hit. I still uh, don't like it, although after seeing Dominion, I am a lot more generous than I used to be. You oh, know, same. Uh, same. Yeah, Dominion is... Woo. We are going to get to that when we get to that. But now it is time it. for the uh, question of the week, which oh, is... Wait. Oh, wait. I remember. There was a post-credit sequence. There was? Uh, I, yeah. I did not right. get around the to see it. The pterodactyls at Vegas. 
Yeah, I did not around to see that. Yeah. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. Pterodactyls were in uh, Las Vegas. That was it. Damn those wow. scaly wow, bitches. that sounds kind of lame. Yeah. But anyway, it is time for uh, the question of the week, which is, what do you think of Chris Pratt's career? Because it seems like every generation has an actor that just comes out of nowhere, is in absolutely everything for a stretch of time, and then just kind of vanishes. And I feel like Chris Pratt is going to be that kind of actor. Maybe he won't. Maybe he can transition into more serious stuff. I thought he did a pretty decent job with... Um, I thought he did a pretty decent job with Passengers, despite that movie, you know, not being perfect or anything, but he did a decent job with this character and that. But for the most part, I feel like Chris Pratt is one of those actors who... He's going to be... I don't want to compare him to that because he's not like that level, but he feels like someone like a Michael Dudikoff in that he's someone that's going to be huge for a short amount of time. And then like a couple of decades later, we're going to be like, this guy wasn't everything back then. And again, I'm not saying he's a bad actor because he's not. He's good as Star-Lord. He was good as Owen in the first Jurassic World. The he's good as from Lego movie. Yeah, he, he did a pretty decent job in the Mario movie, all things considered. Oh, though. hell yeah. yeah but, oh, he and, did. He did, but I feel like for the most part, he just, I don't know. It's like sometimes you get these feelings about actors. You don't know where their career is going to go. Who knows? Maybe he'll pull like an Adam Sandler and have like an uncut gems in him that'll really show his talent. But as it stands right now, I feel like overall his career seems more focused on like blockbusters than anything else. It seems very precarious. It feels like the second his movie stops selling, like box office, you know, gold tickets or whatever, is the second his movie stopped being like, you know, monster, monster hits. I feel like he's going to be slowly disappearing to the ether. But again, that's just uh, my opinion. Yeah. It Background? seems like they're kind of uh, already, they have this idea, so they're trying to transition him to voice acting with him being Mario and him being Garfield. Uh, wait, he's got, wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be Garfield newest, in the new Garfield movie. He's going to be Garfield in the newest Garfield movie next year. I am nervous, oh personally. Oh that is oh. definitely a choice. Yeah. yeah. It is a wrong choice, but it is a choice. Yep. Okay. I mean, it could work. It worked with Mario, so it will work there. Anyways. Maybe. maybe. I mean, you have to uh, play by ear. But yeah, uh, so what do you guys think of uh, Chris Pratt as a whole and his uh, career? I... Um, Okay, Charvin, you, you go first. I'm going to be honest. I uh, Chris Pratt is one of those actors who I say he's best at playing Chris Pratt. He does it well, and when honestly, the only like he's when he's Star Lord or when he's Owen Grady, he's just basically Chris Pratt. The only time where I really, even when he's playing Mario, he's just being Chris Pratt. When he's playing Barley Lightfoot, he's being Chris Pratt. The only time I was like he became a different character was ironically in the Lego movie where he had to play more of a doofus than a cool guy. But to be fair, I don't get oh I'm not really all for the hate for Chris Pratt. I think a lot of the hatred for him right now is mostly because, like you say, he is in everything. He is everywhere and we're kind of getting sick of it. Like he's kind of like the Johnny Depp of the twenty tens and twenty twenties. Like I the most part, yeah. Like he's yeah, I can people get overtired of that sort of thing. Pe pe when people get when you get overexposed to something like say Frozen, 
people get resistant to it. That's part of why I think shows like Steven Universe are getting so much hate. Sure, you can dislike the quality of it show too, but you can't deny that there are a lot of people who hate it largely because it. of that's the... That's anything that gets big, exactly. Just when it gets popular, big, there's people gonna... don't like it. Yes, yes. Yeah, when, when things get big, there's going to be dis detractors. Like, guess what? Everything everywhere all at once is already slowly but surely getting a following of people saying it's not that great to begin with. Where I'm like, yep. the heck with you. I've seen that film um, twice, and that film is just um, that film is amazing. I've seen the film only twice, but I I I I return to clips of it and reviews of it. I if I were to purchase the physical copy of it, I would because it is an amazing movie, even if it's popular. But like I said, maybe I think part of the hatred for Chris Pratt is because he is everywhere. In my opinion, I think Chris Pratt is best at playing Chris Pratt. But like you said, hopefully, hopefully he turns it around. But he turns it around and actually shows that he does have talent outside of being Chris Pratt. Like, But right now, I don't hate him. I think he's just in too much of everything. Like when he was cast as Mario, I remember people. I think oh, it's because everybody dunked on that. Everybody yeah. did. Even even though to be fair, he unless you were Jack, if, unless you were Jack ba Black, everyone was on the same quality. Unless yeah. you're Doug Walker with Fred Armisen and saying that Fred Armisen's yeah. voice yeah. was annoying, which I say. Honestly, he, his voice wasn't that annoying. I've heard more annoying, yeah, but same. honestly, same. I was thinking yes, people yes. were going to have an even bigger hissy fit over Seth Rogen as as Donkey Kong. I'm like, yeah. wait, Chris Pratt as Mario is pushing it, but not Seth Rogen? Yeah. Really, yeah. all things considered. No, I, I don't see that. I thought he was doing right. But anyway. Like, that's uh, me. I think it's just him being everywhere that kind of got every on people's nerves. But if people, when people cool down, maybe he can get some respect back. That's just me. Yeah, True. I can definitely see that. So, um, um, yep. I got, I got some things. Firstly, right. to everything, everywhere, all at once. That I, I just saw it recently, and I'm. It's clever, but this is ultimately, this is ultimately post 2020. Me saying this, and I say that it's a good movie. It's not great. It's not. It's not perfect, far from it. But I, I, I can't say in good conscience it was bad. It just had some things in it that make me feel uh not very comfortable. This is this is basically me when I uh got my uh mortal got my mortality set in, in late twenty twenty, so I'm not as big a fan of this as one would yeah. think. Oh. And I'm so second, sorry. Yeah, and second thing, back to the back to the topic of the question. To understand Chris Pratt as a whole, we gotta go back to his past a little bit. Because believe it or not, Chris Pratt started out as a stripper before he got on stuff like Parks and Recreation and all that. Well, that doesn't really affect his like acting career. Yeah, I mean. yeah. I mean, that is true. I will say that. But like, understand, like understanding Chris Pratt then and Chris Pratt now, I. Honestly, think he's all right, and the hate that he gets is honestly not a very little bit much. Yes, and the again, like we said, sometimes people hate just to be haters on stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and also on the top topic of him being in everything, 
That's not specifically true. I have not seen any of Parks and Recreation. I saw a scene where, like, they were talking about the meat NATO, which I really want to make at some point. It looks like a really amazing burrito that I really want to try. But, I have a recipe online that I might show you. Yeah, I saw a YouTube video with, like, the recipe and all that on how to make the uh, burrito. Not, but irregardless, back to Chris Pratt. I have only ever seen him in the Jurassic World series, the Lego movies. Uh, what else? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. The Mario movie. And that's it. Like, honestly, I understand, like, things will honestly be a little rough, especially with Chris Pratt being like on it on that moment where he's like slowly transitioning over to uh freaking uh the thing the uh voice acting and whatnot and yes lucky evie that is exactly what i'm talking about but i don't think he's at that point yet granted there are moments where i ultimately feel like he would honestly be uh memed out of existence like with john cena sort of i mean john Cena's still doing voice acting and whatnot so true, true. that's he pretty has good himself to be a good actor with stuff like peacemaker and whatnot so oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe, yeah maybe he awesome. has it in him like i say i don't want to be too negative on the guy you know he yeah. might generally have it in him and we'll but just have that, to wait and see but honestly overall i will feel I, I honestly feel that uh, Chris Pratt as a whole is honestly a pretty good actor. He's a he's a comfort actor, if that makes any sense. He's comfortable. He's what we easily recognize. And uh, if he's done right, then honestly, I can't really say there's anything wrong with him just being a comfort pick for movies. He he that he does, does it sense. well enough. That does make sense. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, so what yeah. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, uh, Anvari? Surprise guest star. Uh, uh, wait, no, no, I, hold on. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, sorry, just uh. No, it's just, okay. It's okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I uh, honestly, uh, I honestly noticed him uh, come in a little earlier, and I'm like, hmm. Oh, uh, okay, okay. No, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's all good. It's okay. So now it is time for the uh, patent pending uh, Dragonus scale, where we rank the uh, Dragonus in the movie. And of course, the this time we're talking about the uh, Jurassic uh, World Fallen Kingdom dinosaurs. That's uh, the Indoraptor, Blue, Rexy, the Carnosaur, the Triceratops, and you know the various others. The I am going yes. to give them a uh, collectively. I'm going to give them a seven out of ten, and that's a. The movie itself is really just mediocre. It's not good at all. It's like maybe a 4 out of 10, but still better than uh, Dominion, which we'll get to next week. But the uh, Indoraptor, the Indoraptor and uh, Blue are what causes it to be so high. I feel like Rexy didn't really get enough time to shine in the movie compared to some previous entries. No, I feel like uh, the Carnosaur was just there so they could finally say, look, Jurassic World now has a Carnosaur in it. The Triceratops was nice and all, but it feels like you could have focused a lot more on it to focus on the less destructive side of the dinosaurs. But I will say the Indoraptor is easily the best part of this movie. And if you are to watch this movie... Honestly, the best way to do it would be to go on YouTube and just look up a compilation of the uh, Indoraptor scenes and maybe uh, a few other parts because this movie is not more than the sum of its parts, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm giving them a 7 out of 10 for that. So, uh, Angron? 
I'm still going to keep my score of 8 out of 10 for a few reasons. One, the dinosaurs make the movie worth it. Two, Blue, let's, let's be fair, Blue has yeah, somewhat no, grown on great. me a little bit. Yep. Three, just pretty much the Indoraptor, like you said. And four, the emotional moment with the dinosaurs really helps their character stand out. Uh, like, again, my previous issues with the Jurassic Park park movies like the dinosaurs not being scientifically accurate to nowadays for the most part is what ultimately makes it a little hurt but i yeah the, the dinosaurs here very much have more character like with jurassic world and i very very much want and i very very much want them to keep that like i i kind i kind of want to see more of the dinosaurs being like actual characters than just like horror movie villains if you know what that means like the Honestly, yes. i understand definitely definitely they yeah the indoraptor works could have happened to the franchise yeah the indoraptor works in that regard since it's like a creation rather than a legit genet uh normal dinosaur but yeah, that sort of thing. This is where the uh, dinosaur... Oh, shit. I also like what uh, Aspie just said. I like a film without the humans altogether. We have plenty of them. Yeah, yeah let, let's be fair. Oh, like, a human... Yeah, let's be fair. Like, a lot of the best movies have, like, minimal humans in them, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. The, the human oh, drama man. in this movie definitely kind of drags it down a little bit. So, little bit. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's that my score. That's my score. Uh, Seven, eight, eight, ten. Ten. Okay, uh, Striker? Um, Blue made this movie for me, to be honest. And okay. she actually made me realize that Velociraptors are actually my favorite dinosaur. So I'm going to give her a 10, obviously. Wow. Nice. And, uh, for um, the, rest of the, dinosaurs? the Indoraptor was also pretty high up there, but barely in the movie. So I'm going to give that an 8. The How about the, dinos the dinosaurs overall? Yeah, uh, like, overall, the dinosaurs get a seven because they took a back seat in this movie. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Not as bad yeah. as next week, but they they still kind of do. So, uh, math. Yeah. Uh, overall, a six. Blue absolutely carries that rating. She is basically the only good thing in this. Uh, the Indoraptor. I'm I'm gonna say this because I noticed this. Um, when Wu is talking about the Indoraptor uh, during the auction, Wu refers to the Indoraptor as he. So I don't know if that was uh, if that was a mis dialogue or if there's some the Indoraptor we don't know Indoraptor. about. But I am still yeah, pretending it's like uh, a female Indoraptor. Um, the Indoraptor I like as a character, but I feel like the Indoraptor is in the wrong a wrong movie for the kind of character they made. Like I said, it's overly dramatic. It's very uh, cartoony. This would have been great in, I think, Camp Cretaceous, not... Or Dino Crisis, even. Yeah. Man, I miss exactly, Dino Crisis, yeah. honestly. So, yeah, that's why my rating is a six, because I think the Indoraptor's in the wrong movie, and Blue is the soul-saving grace of this movie. That yeah. is true. Okay. Um, our special guest, uh, Charvon. 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 Well... well I'll come back to Matt's uh, opinions. I agree. The Indoraptor's not really in the right in in the film long enough. Like this would have been a perfect main antagonist. Like I don't want a human antagonist. I want to see the dinosaurs be the antagonist. You know, like make them the villains. Like man the, versus nature. 
Man versus exactly. nature. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Make a movie where, like, make a movie exact where it's instead of it the movie we got. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. Just have the film start off with them investigating an auction, and then it, and then and then all hell breaks loose, and then the rest of the film because all the doors in the in in the mansion are locked because again oversight, dumb oversight. Huh. They the rest of the film is about them trying to escape while avoiding the Endoraptor and other dinosaurs. Like uh, aside from the Endoraptor, who is really cool but a little cartoony at times, like when it smiles. Other times it is really effective, but not in the film long enough. Blue is also really great. Not uh, his not perfect. The one time that the one yeah. time that. Chris Pratt's Owen works is when he's interacting with Blue. It's really nice. And I will also give bonus points to that poor Brachiosaurus. It, it nearly made me tear up. Those are what put me to give this a uh, 7 out of 10 because it would have been higher if the humans just didn't keep on hogging the goddamn attention. Like, the dinosaurs yeah, are great. Yeah, the line, like, humans, dinosaurs are great, but First of all, the effects are not that great. They're not awful, but they're not that great. And second, and most of all, I want to see the dinosaurs. Get, can we just get less Fucking human characters? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're human? definitely going to be saying that also, about Dominion. Also, also, yeah. also sneak peek for Dominion. Oh, please give us less. Can you please give us less dinosaurs? Did you say give you more dinosaurs? Exactly. I mean, yes, yes, exactly. Can you please exactly. Give us less humans, yes, please? Yes. Did you say Did give you us say more, more humans? humans? Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. It's like and, I uh, said with the. It's like I discussed with Ludmilla uh, at one time. Um, don't we need dinosaurs for a dinosaur movie? Dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll give you locusts. That's a dinosaur, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about that next week because that that is going to be a very unique experience. And uh, Lucky EV is giving a 9 out of 10 for the uh, dinosaurs collectively. And Anne-Marie, what say ye? Oh, okay. Well, I would have to give it, and this is just as a whole, the dinosaurs are, are yeah, definitely so the best part, but as a whole for the movie, or it's it's just for me. I've never really been impressed with Jurassic mm -hmm. World's newest stuff, solely for the fact that it's basically just a reboot of a Nothing reboot. Same. And yeah, and like definitely. you said, it's just like fucking humans with dinosaurs, not dinosaurs with humans. Yeah, because if yeah, Planet yeah. of the if yeah, Planet like, of the score would you give them basically of uh, the dinosaurs like from one to ten? Yeah. Uh, I'd actually give them a seven. It's gonna be really hard to top. Okay, so seven out of ten seems to be the uh, most common score for this. Then, yeah, because yeah. the original Jurassic Park was a perfect ten, and it just seemed to go downhill from yeah, there. I, that, that's yeah, that's mostly exactly, because the exactly. human characters in Jurassic Park did not suck. The human characters Absolutely. didn't suck. Yeah, These human yeah. characters, while I did enjoy yeah. watching how stupid they were, they suck when if we're trying to be invested in them. Like, oh god, you want stupid humans in a dinosaur setting? Look up Primeval. Like, holy yeah. fuck. <laughs> we'll discuss that sometime on the podcast, too. We definitely will get to that. So, yep. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to tell us how much you would pay for a dinosaur at an auction, you can email us at fieryDiscourse at outlook.com. Or visit us on Twitter at twitter.com slash fiery discourse. We're still calling it Twitter. We're not calling it X.
I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Bluebird, and I would sell my soul for a dinosaur. Same. Well, uh, yeah, I sell my soul for a bird and a dinosaur. So, uh, next week, we are going to be finishing up Jurassic July, even though it is August. We are going to be finishing it up with the 2022 movie, Jurassic World Dominion. That'll oh, definitely be boy. an interesting I'm, experience, I'm, to say I'm the gonna, least. I'm gonna need and, some. I'm gonna need some booze after that. Yeah, definitely. One time, yeah. So until then, thank you guys so much for listening, and until next week, take care. Bye, Later, y'all. Adios. Oh, adios.